You're listening to GID Radio, the best alternative for commercial radio on GIDradio.com. For the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay, <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything blab. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> Black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is blab, everything is blab, everything is blab, yeah, everything is blab. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is blab, everything is blab. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blap on the radio, NYC, what up? Oh shit, we're live. Ear. Oh shit, we can curse. Oh shit, fuck. What's good, world? What's Lap up, on NYC? the radio episode. Um, damn, we're at like eight right now, right? Yes, sir. Episode eight. Wow, it feels like our second episode or third episode. It feels episode. like our tenth episode. I just feel like we're just getting All started. Right, hold on a second. I got to call you out on this one, dog. Oh, oh I just shit. threw some random <laughs> instrumentals on. Come on, man. Yo, you got to mix it up. <laughs> Can't have all boom bap, Sean. Can we just do hey, it? No one, no one said that. Can we do ratchet <laughs> all night? Yeah. That's can we do ratchet? All, yeah. That's or, all I threw on. We call this a trap night. I actually wanted to talk to you guys about, like, what do you think is going to be the sound of 2013? Man? It's still going it, to be ratchet. Um, it's still going to be ratchet trap. But Strip club music? It's going to be strip club shit. Um, I'm, I'm not mad at the ratchet stuff. The, th- the thing I don't like is... That's that shit I don't like. Nah, um, the shit I don't like is when I hear like a trap song and then I hear another one that sounds exactly like another one. Like, but I'm talking about like blatantly, like I'm a producer. I'm going to go out of my way and recreate this record that came out to the T, but like change up a few little things. That's the part that I hate about trap music. Other than that, I'm not mad at it. Um, I feel like this year we're going to get more of it. Um, you know. I think I, we, I think we're gonna get a a mixture of trap and a dubstep and the EDM world is kind of sure. coming into the trap EDM and I think it's gonna just be a fusion of everything. Yeah, everything. That I, sounds I would like to really see, scary. I, it yeah. does. <laughs> I'm hoping for. I'm it not does. gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. And this is just my personal opinion. I'm hoping for dubstep to die soon. I'm just kind of. I'm kind of over the movement. I'm over I, it. I liked so, it. Yeah. I liked it for like ten minutes. And then it just got crazy. And it's just like uh, I think you got a little it. while. I don't think it's ready to die. It's yet. not gonna die nah. anytime soon, my brother. I'll make it die. <laughs> uh, UK is gonna be pumping that shit. I'll man. call Skrillex and be like, "Yo, bro, let's change it up, man. <laughs> you the leader. You the leader of the pack, bro. Let's change it up, bro." Um, nah, but I, 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 I'm not hating on dubstep. I, it's just personally not my thing. Oh, don't I, worry, I, I got, I, I got. It. I would definitely like to see a mixture of a uh, boom. Bap and and trap, and, wow, and trap. boom trap, wow. Whoa, who, it's too bad wow, no one that, thought of that. that. That was creative. That's very creative <laughs> to do. Um, nah, but uh, yeah, no, you're definitely gonna get some boom trap this year. Excuse me. Nice. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I, the, a lot of things happened this week um, since we last spoke. Before we get into that, um, 
I want to talk about what's going on next week. It's going to be very, very exciting. Yeah, pretty, pretty exciting week. Very exciting. So next week, uh, Beat Society is back. Um, for those of you who are tuning in who don't know what Beat Society is, it's basically the first that I know of, and I'm, I'm still kind of like considering it that, but it's pretty much the first live producer showcase ever in existence. Um, started back in, I think, 98 or 99 in Philly. Uh, Soul Spasm and all those guys started the event, and it's basically uh, a live producer showcase where you have you know four producers on stage with their equipment playing exclusive beats for the crowd, and it's basically the model that I I was inspired by to do blap. Um, so yeah, round of applause. And uh, so Beat Society's back. And just to put it into perspective, you know, everyone and their moms has done Beat Society over the last 12 years, and they've done it everywhere, from you know, DC, Atlanta, LA, fucking Toronto, New York, you name it, they've done it um, over the course of 12 years. And everybody from Kanye West to just blaze ninth wonder don cannon knots um you know kev brown i mean there's so many to list but uh uh, who's who ninth wonder who's who i've done it like eight times in my life and uh it's an incredible experience and it's back next week so monday we have a beat society going down um in philly so if you're in philly come through and that is going down where i'll tell you right now I should have it. Should have had it in front of me. But Monday, uh, Monday, Beat Society goes down in Philly, and uh, the lineup is uh, me, Hezekiah, uh, Odyssey, I believe. Oh wow! Um, Eighty-eight. Who? I didn't say that. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> Who's throwing me off here? <laughs> Shit. Um, and then Wednesday, Beat Society, DC. Um, I'm gonna tweet about. It. I don't want to take up too much airtime about it, but um. Follow Blap on the Radio at Blap on the Radio on Twitter, and uh, we'll post up all the details on Beat Society. It's gonna be a really, really good time. Now, can you talk a little bit about <clears throat> what Beats of Society has done for your career? Man, um, shit my uh, my first Beat Society showcase was back in 2002, <clears throat> and this was back when I was a rookie. Um, you know, I basically had no placements um, under my belt, and you know, I was like fresh out of you know in college and everything. And um, I was called to do to perform at Beat Society in Philly, and the lineup was basically uh, me, 88 Keys, uh, DJ Jayski, and Kanye West. And this was before Kanye put out College Dropout, and this was like a little bit after Blueprint album by Jay Z came out. So he was still a newbie, but he was like still really known. But he was like uh, not a superstar yet. So it was pre-superstardom Kanye. And um, it was an incredible time, and you know, there's video clips of it on YouTube if you if you search it. Um, I was just there with my fucking Triton, playing beats, and Kanye had his ASR10, and it was a good time, and it was it was it was you know one of those just life changing moments, I guess, for me. So, um, yeah, what I just yeah, no, nah, they've just been doing it ever since. So, you know, I, like I was saying earlier, everyone and their fucking moms has done the event. So, I mean, what I loved about Beat Society is that, and I mean, I'm glad that it's back. Mm-hmm. Is that all the producers had their gear out, and I know mm-hmm. now when people do beat showcases and they bring their CDs, but it it just is refreshing to watch a person construct a track in front of you or just press the buttons to see the process of 
making the beat live. That's real dope. Totally. And, and one also cool thing they do in Beat Society is they give, before the show, about a couple of weeks before the show, they give all the producers that are in the showcase a sample to flip. So at the end of the show, they have a sample round where they play the sample and then all the producers play their flip of that sample. And that's that's usually like kind of like the highlight of the night um, toward the end. So um, that's a nice little... I still got to flip my shit. I haven't even touched it yet. I'm now interested we, to see like sorry. if anybody's actually bringing their gear. The only, one, wow. the only one person I know that's bringing their gear is I make mad beats and he's bringing his renaissance. Wow. wow. You and know he, what? And he's iffy on it. He's like, you know... You know how it is. I'm like, yeah, you better be careful. I have a feeling Crisis might bring his um, machine. Yeah, Yeah. he Um, he destroys that thing. I mean, his head nod is almost as hard as yours. Pause. Oh, you know, Stony God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no. I mean, my head nod is like fucking. (laughs) Have you seen his head? Like a bobblehead. I'm a bobblehead. (laughs) I'm catching all the fucking. Now let me ask you: Are you ever going to consider doing that with Blap? What? Having just having a, a blap with cats, you gotta bring your gear. Um, no CDs. I mean, we could, uh, we can easily That'd do that hot. just by requesting. But that, that's gonna be that'll be so much fun. It'll be a lot of fun, but oh that's God. a that's a nightmare for the sound man. I feel like uh, not, not so much. Nice. There's just not a lot of room. Yeah. Let yeah. alone, okay, everybody makes shit on computers. So what are they gonna do? Bring their MIDI controller? Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> what's the fun? Unless it's that, a throwback you know I mean? one. It's a, a throwback joint. Yeah, throwback like it would be different if we have. Primo and knots and yeah. you know cats we know that use yeah that's true use very gear. true like hard maybe work. one day I mean we should do that that'd be cool have like a, a renaissance um, machine unless they have and like you know you can hook up your laptop and show your plugins and shit or some shit that'd be you know oh, that's that's that yeah. some wow, type of interesting tricky. but you, you know can always I mean? just you, you can, can pull o- that shit off you can always just cheat too like <laughs> you can have like gear there not plugged in and then just play your shit off I'm of one, like I'm your iPhone. I wonder who did that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but it's all for show. Who cares? Yeah. No electronic there. DJs do anything like that either. Electronic DJs never do that. No, never. Never. Really? They, they always abide by the rules. No, they're, yeah. They're, you hear the sarcasm live. in his voice? Most DJs, <laughs> most DJs would not dare to hit play on iTunes and, and do a playlist. And jump around. And jump around. They yeah. don't do that. It's, they're very honest. Anyway, oh, excuse me. Wow, this Corona. I've you got some indigestion, B? <laughs> no, this is Corona, man. Damn, Jesus. I'm not used to this, man. This is like some shit right I here. I bet you get a sponsorship after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a Corona sponsorship. Uh, so what happened this week, man? Like, what the fuck happened? Uh, we heard a new joint by Destiny's Child produced by Pharrell, which is fire in my opinion. You guys heard it? I didn't listen to it. Yeah, me neither. I'll be honest with you, like that's so clickable. Yo, listen, listen to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Pharrell has been one of my favorite producers in a long time. Oh shit! And he has disappointed me recently with what specifically? With a couple records that he's just put it out. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not rushing to click it anymore. But I will say that this song is like definitely some, that, yeah, it's good. Shit. You know, it's I'll get around shit. to it. You get know what I'm saying? Get I'll it. get around to it, but you know. Yeah, it's good. I, I like it. Do you got? Did you hear I it, didn't Eric? Hear it. No, Eric, you're a DJ. Sorry. You should have this song. I'm not doing my homework. <laughs> doing your homework. I but I did hear Just Blaze's new record. Oh, Exhibit uh, J. Exi- yeah. yeah that's well, what do we it's think a, about it's that? An, it's an EDM track. And no, no, no. It's house. 
at his house. Well, he it, he's calling it EDM. Yeah. You know, electronic dance music. Right, right, it's right. the same genre. Yeah. I like it. I think it's crazy. He made it sound warm. He gave right. it that soul. It's going to come out on Fool's Gold, his record. Yeah. Yeah. So is that um is that just a single that's coming out, or is that like a whole EP that he's doing all I that I don't know. I mean, no, it's, inf- it's, he, no information provided whatsoever. It's an EP. <laughs> yeah. It's going it, to be an EP. Yeah. It's going to be an EP? Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's all... I mean, as far yeah, as far yeah. as I know, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I'm definitely shout yeah. out to Just Blaze. He's DJing right now. He's in Japan right now. He's, he's in Japan. He's getting it in. Man, I hate you, Just Blaze. <laughs> well, he's he's gonna have to show himself in February. We're not gonna oh, announce that yet, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, shout out to Just Blaze. Uh, I like that shit. I do that kind of shit too. Sean, have you ever done? I got a couple house. You don't play that shit for me though. You never do. I don't play. You know what I mean. You 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 don't be playing nothing. I'll just hand Sean it plays, to you. Sean be playing me shit from like 04. Yo, <laughs> well, check this well, out, well, man. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yo. We was just in the wheel last week. Yeah, what we did were. I play for you? You played me something, dude. All right, all right. Cool. But you know, I'm trying to. <laughs> I want to hear that house shit. Eric, you fuck with house producing? Uh, nah. Not really. No. Stony? No. I've done a little electronic stuff, but yeah. not, not too much. I guess down with the electronic shit. I mean, I do what I feel. When yeah. I, when I, you know what? I'm not doing it because everybody else is doing it now. EDM yeah, yeah, yeah. is high, so now cats who make right. hip hop beats want to do EDM. It's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Right. I don't live that lifestyle. I mean, you I don't do throw it. baby powder on the floor and slide around. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't live that house lifestyle. You don't live that life. I mean, you tell me about it since you know about it. The yo, baby powder. I mean, yo, really? You, you never, you never been to a club where they just all of a sudden I'm, just break out the baby powder and shit. They do that <laughs> shit in Philly at Fluid. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've seen that happen. So what, yeah, what, what, do, you, what do you do with the they baby? They didn't do that powder? when I was at. Fluid. I don't do shit with the baby powder. <laughs> no, <laughs> that new shit. That I'm, maybe I'm, smack I'm, a bitch. I don't I'm, know. I'm <laughs> smack you with the baby powder. <laughs> Nah, you get, I get a Dave Chappelle on real quick. Fuck, okay. fuck baby powder. We're doing next level boom trap shit. We're using powdered sugar. <laughs> all right. Or, and, or extra minty gold bond. <laughs> either or. Something, fuck baby something edible, at least. Something that either is mad minty that burns uh, or something mad sweet and sticky. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Pause. That's, that's pause. a double pause right there. Pause. Wow. Powdered wow. sugar. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got off track on that one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Baby powder? So, really, y'all? Yeah. No, nah, but, you know, that's just they how they get, get down. down on there, man. No, nah, but the thing about the whole EM thing, like, like just what you were saying, Stoney, like, you're not into that kind of music, so you don't No, no, really, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I like some But you don't, you don't stuff, wish to create it, like. That's not what comes out of me comes creatively, out. you know. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I, I mean, there's there's cats that are. Don't live a hip hop lifestyle that sit and nerd out and make hip hop beats. That's because they like to nerd out for that. Yeah. I don't like to do anything I'm not feeling. Yeah, you exactly. Enjoy if it. I don't feel it, I'm not doing it. Absolutely, it doesn't make sense. Um, I think I think a lot of the whole like some of the EDM stuff in order to really feel it, I think a lot of it has to do with like your experience with that music. Exactly. It's like you know when we, we like to create the hip hop, we like to create like let's say boom bat, right? Like o- like old school throwback shit. It's because our experiences growing up listening to that music and enjoying that music made us like that music. So a lot of people that enjoy, in my opinion, um, a lot of people that enjoy EDM music experience in the club. So a lot of these motherfuckers are going to the shit, you know, they're going to these parties and they're hearing it really loud and they're walling out and they're throwing powdered sugar everywhere and they end up really liking the music, you know what I mean? So that's the platform to be able to fall in love with that kind of music. It's it's a lifestyle. They live that, you know, but... 
You have to have a, a love for and a passion for it too. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But but then again, I mean, we have you have you guys taken jobs where it's like people are paying you to make a certain type of music, like like a licensing job. Like I've done a couple of those, and I actually ended up enjoying it. Like yeah. they they would give me like a feel that they wanted, and and I I thought oh, I'm not gonna like doing this, but actually having some just kind of some guidelines I actually mm -hmm. enjoyed so, it. so we're talking about yeah. you have producer for hire right right and then yep. you have somebody who's gonna do their own project right so you're talking about producer for hire that's some completely different well yeah. like but you're but you're it. you're forcing yourself to do something you might not necessarily normally do because yeah, you got yeah. you got to get that check yeah no that's my, a whole nother topic altogether yeah, yeah I mean my homies um sound association you know Craig and all those guys um they, they basically have a studio in Midtown and uh, they're they're all musicians too so they have a side business where they create jingles. And I'm talking about real deal jingles like Folgers shit. Like they showed me a Folgers commercial uh -huh. that they did. And it's like straight up like background music Folgers. Like Folgers in your cup. Like that whole like with the chord progression, all that shit. Do that shit. again. Do that again. Folgers in your cup. Yeah, I like that. Uh, like, you yeah. fuck with that? Yeah. Um, and so like... They do all that shit, but they get paid pretty well. You know what I mean? But, like, they're sitting there for, you know, eight to ten hours composing this jingle. And, like, there's a lot of musicality that goes into it. Like, you really have to know what you're doing when well, you do that. Well, then you'll do that, and then the director will come back like, I want something totally different. And it sucks. And then you have to do it again. And then they're like, oh, I really want something like you did the first time, but I don't want that exactly. It's, like, and it's the, so yeah. confusing. Because they don't really understand music. They just know... They want a certain feeling that's going to match the visuals. Exactly. And then and then after all your hard work, they lead you on, lead you on, lead you on. And then you get a phone call a couple of days later like, hey, we picked something else. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So See, like, this is so good for young producers to know out there. Like sometimes you'll, you'll get a lead on something. You'll, you'll submit something and they'll just keep coming back and coming back. And then you end up not getting the job. It does happen. Yeah, yeah but then we're time. talking about writing. Now you're talking about writing the music to a jingle as opposed to producing beats in your crib. That's like... No, but you could be producing a beat for a yeah, commercial. Yeah, talking about producing producing the actual music for the jingle. Right. Well, I, I, when they call that right, they're still writing. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. Writing. Yeah, it is. It's still, you know, for people listening, when you're making beats too, you're still writing music. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but again, moral of the story is it's a pain in the ass. The payoff is really well. I mean, these guys pay a lot of money. Um, you know, sometimes. sometimes, sometimes, I mean, you can get like upwards of 15k, 25k for like a simple one, two year license of a 30 second song that you made, you know, so right. it, at times it could be worth it, but it's really a huge headache. So. And that's why it's really important to be able to know when to use samples and when not to. Yes. You know yes. Yeah. Like you're, you're pretty much wasting your time if you're trying to license a sample beat. Yeah. That's not going to Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sampling is like, what's you guys' opinion on, 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 on sampling? I mean, we all still sample to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. Um, what is your personal opinion on, on like, still doing it and why still do it? Like, why, why sampling? Why you should still do it? Yeah. Um, it's still, you know, it's still part of the culture, man. Yeah. To be honest with you, like, I still feel like we should. But you just got to do it in a different creative way. I mean, you can't yeah. just make a fucking loop and call it a day, throw some jumps on it. I mean, like, you know, right. like yeah. the way you uh, fucking S1, Khalil, 
the way y'all chop samples and like you know manipulate shit it's not like some regular shit it doesn't you know let me put it this way whenever somebody hears sampling they just think boom bap automatically Mm -hmm. and that's not that's not right. It's not the case. It's not, not man, right. Listen, <laughs> it ain't right, son. We just mentioned Just Blaze's new song. That's you know that's got samples in it. No. Totally. Which one? Wait, you talk about the, the Exhibit house J? Shit? Yeah. No, he. It sounded like he played all I that shit. Thought there was a sample in there. Mm, sounded I like. I didn't just but there's it. plenty of if it or isn't. There's plenty of house that does oh, sample oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, I mean, the way I feel about it, sampling. All those plugins that we use, all the keyboards we use, those are samples. Yeah. You know, now, so we're talking about looping, or we're talking about sampling and chopping. We're talking about uh, using live musicians versus synthesizers, you know. Right. So when you talk about sampling, everything that everybody's doing, it's a sample. Yeah, it's all it's sampling sample. anyway. All those samples, all those sounds you're using, right. those are samples that are put into these modules and these electronics. So um, in terms of, like, looping and chopping up records... In you know old school records, I think it just brings an element to the track that yeah. it, it's a it's an art on its own. It's an art form, and we should always do it. I mean, yeah. I, why it's, not? It's yeah, hard that's, I like say, that's like I mean, saying that's like saying to a musician, should you still play the bass? Should you yeah. still guys who sample and make beats? That's a whole. Art. I agree. That's I agree. Own, so, yeah. I agree. Hundred percent. And the thing that I see is the major difference sonically with sampled music and, and quote-unquote non-sampled music is texture, really. Like, when you lift a piece of music from vinyl or wherever you're getting it from, and, and if it was a piece of music from the 70s or 80s or whatever, like, the texture of the sound is different. The, the instruments may not necessarily be different. I mean, you might have a sample with a Fender Rhodes and, like, a little drum in there that's, like, kind of EQ'd pretty thin. You might have like some voices in there and like some percussion right. and that and some pianos and strings and that could be like a sample, right? But like, I think the difference is the texture. So like, what's stopping people from trying to um, duplicate that same texture but do it in a way where they're composing their own stuff? I mean, and I feel you, like more producers are doing that nowadays. They are, but you got to figure those records had some of the best musicians in the world on them. That's so true. So it's like. You're trying to recreate a feel, but it's not. It's, but they, yeah. they, you know, they had these mu- musicians that th- were in the studio with them, you know, creating these records. Very true. Yeah, but when you think about it, though, when we sample stuff, right? And I, I had to like, I noticed this like years ago. We don't necessarily listen for the most intricate, complicated chord progressions, um, and then sample that. That's true. Like when you think about like a dope sample loop and then you and then you like and then you go deeper and you think all right what is the actual progression on this like what's going on here it's usually pretty simple right it's right. just super you can't catchy rap over it if it's got a bunch nah, of stuff. like i'm not gonna sample fucking <laughs> that's not a hit knots can sample that shit. i loop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what this is dope because remember we were talking about uh doing a, a break where we played all samples that's what i'm gonna do today yes no ratchet yeah. today? Oh, boo. i'm gonna play some original we'll do ratchet today. next week oh, sh- we'll, do ra- we'll do ratchet the rest of the year you know what i feel like the, the, the difference is too like i don't know when cats nowadays aren't using samples it just Dinky. does it just sounds so Toyish, chinky, chinky, chinky. It feels empty, right? Yeah, it empty does. and like yeah. the, dun, 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 
<laughs> yeah, like you know the it's, simplest it's either yeah. the, the simplest you know cookie monster key, you know, <laughs> fucking cookie monster sesame street keyboard and shit it, with eyes it's either around. fucking it's either fucking dre chords right. or like trap shit and then half step up like yo fuck you man stop that yo that's real yeah, because i mean you're dealing with people who don't have any Musicality, music, yeah. musical train. But training. how about this? We it's have we have a generation of kids that love that romper room shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're like, if the shit don't sound romper room, Dirty they're like, explore. this shit is whack. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got cats that you say music soul child, or you say know. something with roads and warm stuff. They're like, why does that sound like that? They right. want that harsh. It's true. Tinty, it's true. really weird. I just feel like a lot of a lot of what makes a beat dope is texture and sound selection. I mean, I've heard cats with like some really dope like uh, uh, like musicality, like like some of the chords and like it's like yo, that shit is like pretty intricate. Yeah. But they're using fucking Twinkle zero zero one on Fruity Loops. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like or like you know the general MIDI piano from guitar. You know what I mean? On that note. Not right now, but you know we gotta talk about this blapper crap thing, man. Yes, you let's, know what? let's we should bring do it that up now. You want to do it? Let's now? do it right now. Let's do it now. I think right since, now. since we're right talking now. about rinkies, our, our, our guest is almost here. But yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's get it in. All right. So somebody explain blapper crap for people that don't know. You explain it. Should I explain it? I have fucking indigestion. This <laughs> 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 fucking Corona. All right. So blapper crap basically. Um, we have a bunch of submissions each week from random producers across the globe. So we're going to play some joints. If it's dope, it's a blap. If it's garbage, it's crap, obviously. And, and we're, we're going to do a vote? No. I'm just going to shout out my answer. Yeah, we all shout out <laughs> our answers. <laughs> we're going to shout out our answers. It doesn't need to be if it's, unanimous If it's three decision. craps and one blap, then it's you're crap. crap. It's crap. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crap. Yo, is um, this mic on? Just making sure. Yeah, no, right. it's not on. We can't hear you right nope. now. Well, yeah. I can't hear. <laughs> so say? I'm just asking. Throw but on your throw on your headphones, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> These don't help. They're plugged into the mixer. Oh, oh shit. Um, he's let's see. Uh, what the fuck yeah, you should. <laughs> you should be on and popping. All right. Yeah, he's on. He's on. Yeah. But, so um, so what what you what we'd like people to do is get on Twitter. When we're playing these. And tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Just uh, tweet blap on the radio and tweet blap or crap, whichever right. you're feeling. Right. So so this is what you do after you hear the beat. If you like it, at, go to Twitter, at blap on the radio, and then you tell us if it's blap, you write the word blap. If you think it's crap, you write the word crap. Let's go. This Let's check it out. I, we're not going to name. We're staying anonymous, right? Are we going to? Are we? I've got the names. No, nah, say the names. Say the email. Damn. Say the names. Yeah. Say, say his name. I mean, say they're listening for their names. This is their chance. Okay, good, you know? good. It's their All chance right, to go. shine. All right. and, and again, wait, before we do that, no, just a little disclaimer here. In no way are we, like, trying to make you feel horrible about your shit. We're this gonna is. Cri- we're going to critique it. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, this is a great way for you as a producer to really know, get a good idea if your shit is good or not. Yeah, other I feel like we have yeah. pretty good taste to know what's good and what isn't, right? All right, here we go. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good disclaimer. Yeah, I love right. that disclaimer. You ready? Turn that up. Let's Who's go. That? Here we go. Let's go. Let's, let's. 
That's, that was Dylan. Okay. Who's who's the first one? Thomas Meller. This is this one's called Straight Up. From 
waiting for it to go somewhere. Yeah, we good. Um, what y'all think? I'm going to say crap. Um, too many people are using them T-minus T high hats. I think what's happening is um, we're listening to the same beat over and over and over. So our yeah. ears were shot right now. T minus hi hats. Just listen to three of the same kind of tracks. No, I'm gonna tell you straight up. You didn't go anywhere with it. Yeah, that's yeah. the issue. Right. And it, yeah, it, it took stayed, like yeah. it took over thirty seconds to even get into it. Like, yeah, yeah. You gotta get in quicker. Long. Now, do we, now are we judging it by the time frame that it drops, or are we judging it by what it's we're good hearing? Enough. We're hearing. I mean, if, if you're, you, you can do, judge it by whatever. All right, you do want, we Stoney? like what we're hearing? Do you, do you like it or not? If it's decent, yo, if. Stoney, if, if you're an artist or you're an A&R and you're listening, you probably would have skipped that track yeah, by, the, I, I, by the time I, I, it even I'm dropped. Gonna, I'm going to have to that's just, crap you it. Know, that's just some honest critique. I mean, okay. oh, I'll crap it then. But it's not a bad beat. It's, no, not, it's, not, a it's not bad. It's not a it's bad beat. I like it. But, yeah. but we got to choose one or the other, right? Yeah. Crap. Crap, crap next. Okay, next. Crap. Let's go. This is Flyboy Beat. We got cut off, Eric. We got cut off again. Can we start that over? Yeah, let's start it over. Yeah. That was sounding pretty dope. Getting, yeah. That was sounding pretty dope. Yes. Got it. This is my favorite one so far. Let's see. Yeah. I ain't even here so far. Drop this. So far. <laughs> oh. I was hoping the drums are gonna be different. Yeah. yeah I want the drums to get crazy. Got the cardiac snare. <laughs> you mean everybody's snare? Oh, that everyone is using right That's now. That's the everybody <laughs> pattern. Alright, you can stop it. I'm good. You can stop it. Yeah. Um, okay. See, I love the concept. I love the musicality in me it. Me too. But the sounds is where it fucked me up, man. The it drop was, was... He didn't even... It, I was waiting for that, that drop. He had me right thunderous? here. Yeah. And then it just went... It's like blue balls. It's just like... I still... I still say it's a black. No. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. A, I still, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be nice to Yeah, you. yeah. This this one deserves a black. <laughs> wow. Yo, the intern just Chairs took an L, son. Down <laughs> Quest. Yo. Quest is in Yo, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't see that on camera. But <laughs> I'll, I'll say blap. I'll say blap because I like the musicality yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the sounds that fucked me up. Yeah. If you even just went back in your VST and changed the sounds up, I'd be cool with it. Yeah. And right. those drums. Make those drums smack. Make them smack, man. Yeah, I, I think the banging. drums, I thought the drums smacked. I just thought the pattern was not as intricate as it needed to be for the right. music. The music was so dope that the right. drums took away from the music. The pattern from the drums took away from the music. The drums did smack. All right, so that's Flyboy Beats. You ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's go. 
This is I don't I don't know how to pronounce this. It says Baji original, so it's no sleep is the track. Stop it right now. Stop, stop. stop. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Fuck that, wait. Good, okay, son. listen. Look, can we just? <laughs> okay, I'm good, look, really, son. like really quick. Eric, you're what? the DJ. What did I do? He's picking these bad boys to play. We gotta listen. No, to no, these no, bad no, 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 no. Let, let me make this clear. I did this <laughs> randomly. Random. I did this randomly. So, which is how don't we should be offended do it. if okay. your stuff's not played out there. Yeah, yeah it's okay, all random. Okay. And, and um, send send one next week, and only one. Don't yeah. try to load our email. I'm gonna say yeah, crap. The person that sent me twenty, I deleted you. Sorry. Oh, wow. This is how it goes. Uh, you didn't follow directions. Man. <laughs> it's it's blap on the radio following. at Gmail. Make sure follow you send direct, your beats Follow next directions, week. y'all. They, 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 I'm, they I'm a real stickler for directions. Here. If you don't follow directions, I will not fuck with you. And don't tweet me. <laughs> don't tweet me. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Come on, y'all. They trying that to, beat was on, really y'all. bad. That we, was... They trying to get it in. No, we understand. Of course. You got to understand Yo, if you don't follow rules for this, just sending one beat. It was really simple. Yeah, it was. You went out of your way and sent more than what we asked for, and now you're not getting anything played. Oh, and there was there was like some funny, (laughs) just some funny emails too. Yeah, can I share a little bit? Yeah, let's share. share, I'll share. share, I'm not saying any names, but share the one where they sent the video. They sent them videos. Oh, that's not even what I'm talking about. (laughs) There was one that was like, if you don't like this, you don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, word? That's how Let you me get not on. click this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like this, you know nothing about nothing. Yeah. 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 And don't I, I don't send way. us links. We need an MP, one MP3. Word. That's it. Yeah. And we're just clowning here, guys. Don't yeah. hate us. Don't hate me. No, I try to be diplomatic. You got to spit the real shit. But though. it's real shit. You know, <laughs> if your shit is dope, like there's a room of five to six people in here, it's going to be dope. You know, but if it's crap, it really is crap. So but let's we got time back, for one more? Let's get back to yeah. this beat. We never said. We know what that is. crap. Yo, and, and somebody just hit me up. What the fuck is wrong with that beat? <laughs> <laughs> it's that vocal. It's that vocal. That vocal whatever that is. is. You know what? That's exactly what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Really, 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 really? Just the vocal, y'all? Really? I, Stop. I mean, <laughs> if you listen to that beat without the vocal, I'm not saying it's a banger, but it's not going to be like, whoa, what is that? Yeah, yeah. All right. What if the vocal Next. wasn't in there? This is hilarious. What? What if the vocal wasn't in there? I mean, it wouldn't really even be. Play that one more time, real quick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no, 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 I mean, you guys are sticking right, up, on. staying on this it. This next one's <laughs> all the way from Serbia. All right, word up. Shout right. to Serbia. DZO Beats from Serbia. Serbia. We're going worldwide with Black. What's right. his name? DZO Beats. All right, let's go. What time is it over there, though? It's motherfucking. Yeah, turn that up. Good drum selection. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, that. (laughs) Come on, E. That may even be a blap kit. 
tweet on Twitter if it's a black kid. I don't think it is. That's I, I like it. Let's see where it goes. Flapper crap. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I, that's some hood Peace. shit. Yeah. Tweet flap like on the radio. Let us know what you think. This DZO beats all the way from Serbia. He got hood in him. I like that. Well, see, I'm hood. I like that. Serbia. Niggas got it hard over there. Yeah, I mean, cold I, over there. I got yeah. it. It's cold in the D. It's cold <laughs> in the D. The drums are black. It's hard. I like The one I, thing I, I, is, I, I, it didn't change at all, though. And yeah. that, that was the end of the, Like, it was a 58-second beat. But it was right? hot. It was a hot yeah. little 30. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say blap. I'm blapping that. Right. It's yeah. a blap. It's hard. It's I like yeah. that. It got, so, it got swag. Yeah, it had that. The pattern was there. You know I mean? And again, like what what made that beat dope? I really feel like it was just the texture of the sounds. Like the drum kit was right, the sample was cool, the bass line was the pretty feel, dope. It felt, it it felt, felt good. right. It felt right. Yeah, yeah. it's simple. Sometimes yeah. the simplest beats are dope. Simple is good. All right, simple. here's another one. Uh, let's Nick make undefeated. This, let's make this the last one. Last one, Nick undefeated. Let's see if you stay undefeated, homie. And turn up a little bit. Okay, turn up from there. Hold on. Swag, 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 swag. <laughs> I can hear Drake on this. No, I'm hearing Lil B all over this. <laughs> Lil B? Lil B all day. I think we got it, right? Yeah. The oh. intro was a little shaky, but he oh. ke- but he redeemed himself because the beat. Uh... I fuck with like vocal sample chops. Me yeah, too. Yeah, I do, I... but I thought that one was too choppy. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't really. There was no groove to it. it was there just, wasn't enough reverb for you for it to be a, a T minus track. <laughs> I mean, I'm just calling it. I was waiting for that trap swell. I was waiting for. I don't know. I'm on the fence on that one. I'm gonna say crap, crap, because the intro was just crap. not the, not cool. Yeah, the intro really kind of fucked it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had potential though. And remember, don't take this personally. We're trying to give some critique that could hopefully help you on some of your next stuff. But, you know, it, I, we don't really have to go in with the critique, though, because it, it, it'll speak for itself if it's dope. Right. You know, so it's good. But, well, but well, keep, well, think about it. The people that made this have heard it probably a million times over, and they think it's the hottest shit ever. And then when know. somebody plays it, no one else likes it. And then all of a sudden, they're like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Right. You're like, all right, peace, y'all. That's <laughs> true. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we gotta the give him something. Critique is important. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I like the the I like the vocal chop. Where the vocal chop was the best part. I like yeah, the I mean, drums. I like the drums in the middle. Once, the it, once pa- after the intro, it was pretty good. See, sometimes you gotta talk about beats like it's like a chick with like a uh, like a nine body. And like a four face. Right. This is how it goes. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's just how it goes. That Yo, make sure you keep so. submitting too. Black yeah, on yeah. the radio at Gmail. And, We're gonna keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Don't do don't get discouraged from, you know, somebody else's beat sounding bad. Somebody because killing you know right now. Yeah, you know it's gonna actually help you knowing what actually sounds good to exactly. everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. Exactly. 
Yeah. We got Senator Skid in the house. We man. have Skid. Yeah. Are we starting with Skid right now? We're not going to start with him yet, yet, but man. Skid is in the building. But he's in the building. True. We have, if, if you guys know who Skid is, man, you will in the next hour. You know what I mean? We're going to pick his brain. He's he's OG in the game. He's done so much, and it's a pleasure to have him in the building for sure. Um, you guys are going to learn a lot, man, tonight. So, um... That was fun. I like Blapper Crap. That was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, um, it is. It's dope. Yeah. How many submissions did we have like all together? We had like 75. 75? And that's not the stuff that I deleted. Holy right. shit. <laughs> like, Nigel. I, I deleted a couple because like one was like, oh, listen to the beat, but I have an artist on it. Right, the other yeah, one was like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a funny one too. Yeah, it was like, check there was out a my couple, artist. There was a couple of them before you guys no, even artist. checked out the, uh, you know, the joint. Like, it's not for oh, y'all. Oh, oh, no. okay. The, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna like, call you, out one other one. This is the last one I'm calling go out. Ahead. But someone gave, sent three beats, which is against the rules. Let me just say that. <laughs> but second of all, then then they had like different like instructions of who the beat should go to. Like, wow. yeah, like, yo, I'm perfect with this person. Can we make that happen? Yo, no. shot, shot my beat, son. Wow. <laughs> Cats are hungry. Are crazy. They're hungry. Yeah, man. <laughs> Cats are hungry, man. And I agree with Skid. Producers are, are, are crazy, man, myself included. Yeah. But some you just have to have common sense. But you know what? You got to have you, common sense. You got to give them an... an an e for effort for trying. Yeah, that's yeah, for you sure. know we can we sit here, we can sit here and, and, and judge or whatever. But yeah. that person, if this is the outlet that they have, they're going for broke. Yeah, yeah. Whether they're smart about it or not, whatever way they're doing it, they're doing <laughs> this, it. This is true. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Whether they're yeah. smart about it or not. Yeah, exactly. they're still doing it. You got to give them credit for trying. True. Definitely that's true. True. All right, so should we do a little music break? Let's do a little music. Let's do a little quick uh, music Randy break. Randy the musical real quick, and then we'll we'll be back with we'll Skid. We'll be back with Senator Skid, man. Yeah. Nice. Don't mother effing go anywhere, guys. If you do, oh my god, I'm just gonna hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
Think a nigga luddle, hustle behind the wheel, trying to escape my trouble. Can't stop the greeting me. I'm talking sweet the keys, cursing the very God that brought this reef to be. My life is based on sacrifices, Jews like Isis and fools that think I slip. You fuck around.
Yo, yo, check it out, check it out. Cute. Generic. Black, black, black. Very fucking dope. Word. Very fucking dope, sir. Eric just blessed you guys with the motherfucking sample, like, flip, set. A lot of classics in there. True indeed. A lot. I like the most deaf shit was my shit. I really like that. But yo, I see a bunch of y'all... Um, we're actually tweeting us doing the whole blap or crap thing. And yeah, you know, the feedback was kind of in line with what we were saying. Um, shout out to your, your boy that won the whole God Blaps contest, 70 Hertz. He was, 70 Hertz. He was tweeting us, so shout out to him, man. Shout out to 70 uh, we're, Hertz. We're going to see you on Sunday, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you. 70 Hertz uh, won my uh, uh, God Blaps contest. And uh, he, he just had heat, man. It was, it was one beat. And it blew everybody away, man. So, uh, pause. So, you know, we're, we're going to get in the studio on Sunday. It's going to be crazy, man. So, shout to 70 Hertz. So, without further ado, we got somebody in the building. He's, uh, man, uh, this dude has such a, 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 a large history in the music business. Um, he's done so much for the culture, and he continues to do that. Um, I want you guys to give a warm welcome to... The man, Senator Skid. Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's good, homie. Oh, man. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, let me turn you up a oh, little sure. bit. No, I'm not good with microphones. That's cool. <laughs> Word up, man. So, Skid, man, um, thank you for coming, bro. Of course, man. You know, you call me, I'm here. Word up. Appreciate it, man. Um, wow. So, where do we start, man? <laughs> Sean, where do we start? Jesus. From the very beginning? We got... Let's start from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? The so beginning, beginning, the beginning, yeah. beginning before before you were even sitting in the engineer yeah. chair. Okay. Before all wow. that. See, Skid, we get our Nardwar on when we get okay. our guests in here, so hopefully we're pretty accurate with this stuff. So go ahead, Sean. Now that's cool. Um, <laughs> he said, "Go ahead, go ahead." <laughs> Let me see. The beginning, beginning, the beginning of Skid is um, well. I'm from Florida. That's something that a lot of people don't know. Word up. But um, I'm from Florida and. You know, a long time ago, like, I, I had this, I found this interest in music. And, um, you know, I started as a kid. And, and you know, you when you're young, you don't really know what you want to be. And you kind of figure it out as you go in life. But right. I figured out at that age what I wanted to do. And it had to do something with music. And, um, you know, as, so as I, as I grew, you know, I started learning about records. There was a lot of records in my house. My uncle always had records. Um, just tons of records on the floor. And, you know, we used to have the big, you remember the Kenwood system? Oh, with yeah. The two oh, big yeah. 15s and, oh, yeah. and the center rack with the turntable on the top. <laughs> with so the I, wood, like the all wood. Yeah, with the wood, off, with the yep. glass door that you, yep. you know. You got to push in. The yeah, you got to put it with the back <laughs> in. Right, see? All right. <laughs> I got you, I got you. <laughs> Don't touch my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so Unc used to go do whatever he's doing, and I'd be in there playing with the records. And I always took care of the records. He used to have this thing. I know, you know, 
well, you know, like the where you clean the record with the felt thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So I always used to take care of the records, and um, you know, just listening to music as a kid, it it, it led me into wanting to get into DJing, cause that was around. You know, I started learning about hip hop, kind of around, um, you know, the '80s, because I was a kid around then, and um. You know, I just used to watch it on TV because I was in Florida, so I used to just watch the videos and always, you know, it would be New York music because at that time it wasn't much else. Yeah, we, we right. took over the airways. Yeah, it was just New York. Yeah. And I used to always just, you know, want to be a part of it, you know, like it just grabbed me at that age. And, um, you know, so I knew that I would do something with music and... um. So I just started, you know, DJing a little bit here and there. I was a, in, my, in my city, it was a small city, Gainesville, Florida. And, um, uh, like, some of the local DJs used to let me bring the records in. That's the story of a lot of people. You Carrying know, the carry crates. The crates. Yeah. That was, yeah. you know, that was me. Carry I the used crates. to carry some crates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did that, too. <laughs> and that was cool for me. You know, I used to, because I would be this kid, you know, like 14 years old in the party where, you know, the 18-year-olds, all of the, you know, everyone was adults to me and um i'm just a kid watching it and it was like you know amazing to me like to see people dancing to music yeah and um you know so i i i figured out you know let me try to start djing a little bit um and i got into it and through that you know most djs you start saying okay i want to make beats um so i you know i wanted to be a producer i had a little group at the time um, me and my, me and a few of my homeboys, and we thought we were gonna make it, you know. And um, that's the dream that everybody kind of starts with, you know. We're gonna be a group, we're gonna make it. Yeah, please and, listen um, to my demo. Yeah, please listen. To, it's funny you say demo because <laughs> we had a little demo tape, and um, this was about ninety. A real tape, a real. Yeah, we had a. It was a cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. A demo tape, and um, I think it was ninety four. Or it was maybe 93. It was either 93 or 94. And uh, it was a tour that Bad Boy was doing. And um, it was like uh, they used to wear these uh, baseball outfits. like and Those leather to, ones? Yeah, the leather with the white leather. I remember that. Right? Yeah. And everywhere they were doing shows, they were dressed like that. And they had, you know, it was like Craig Mack and, and Big and. Little Kim was there, this whole junior mafia and Puff looking crazy. It was it was like that came to the city where I was at. It was a free concert, a local concert. And um I was like the connected guy in the crew because I knew the DJ. So everybody was like, yo, skid man, you gotta get us backstage. And I was like, alright, I'll try. So I couldn't get us backstage, but you know, at the concert it was like this gate where you could see the you could like we could see like the white van pull up and we knew that was them right getting right. ready to go on stage so and it, and they got out the van and we were like oh man that's big that's because we knew i think at the time it was just like uh juicy and it was only a f like few records that right. were playing right so we knew it was like yo that's big and then so it was a weird time that i never forget and <laughs> You know, I looked over there and I was calling them. I was like, yo, 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 yo. And for some reason, Big stopped and came over there. Wow. And it was a gate. I had to reach over the gate and I gave him my demo tape. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and no lie, he said, he said, yo, don't worry. I got you. I'm going to listen to it. I got you. 
Wow. I was like, and it, you know, I didn't, <laughs> at the time, you know, yeah. you like, oh, nah, he, yeah, he, we on, we good. Yeah. And, you know, time went on. And the beat, actually one of the beats was, um, it was this, it was um, from Michael Jackson, um, Lady in My Life. And this was, and a little while after that, LL Cool J's record came out. Oh. And it was dun, 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 dun. Wow. And we was like, yo! Exactly! Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't, don't you hate when that happens? Like, bef- before you, you got the connections and you have a beat, and then one comes out that's a huge hit, and you're like, yo. yeah. using that same sample. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, we, then we were mad at Big. We were like, yo, he gave our record to <laughs> LL. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was funny because. You know, years went by, and um, I started getting more into, like, the sound of making beats and being the DJ and making and trying to make beats. And I did a bunch of DJing over the past years for that because I came to New York in 95. So between those years, I was just DJing. And, um, you know, it was funny because when I got to New York, I was working regular jobs, just trying to make a living. Um trying to survive you know i was i was a janitor i worked at mcdonald's for like two weeks (laughs) and then that was it for that yeah and then um um i met this guy conrad um through um this small independent record company i was working for and um i got jerked with the company you know it was a the guy had a nice car and i was like oh well maybe i could get a nice car right you know, but we didn't really do anything. It was this little indie company, and we didn't really do nothing. But I met Conrad through that, and Conrad was working for Bad Boy. And um, he, used, he used to have this little company that does remixes for people. So he would give us acapellas, me and my brother, and me and my brother were signed as producers. And he would give us acapellas and be like, all right, well, give me a beat, and then I'll try to shop it for y'all. Nice. So, you know, that didn't really work. He didn't really never like anything we did. Right. But um, the hood, we was on fire in the hood. Like, I, I met 50 through there because we, we lived in the same neighborhood as 50 and Lost Boys. Oh, that's what's up. You know, so around that time, this was around 96, 97, 98, like, Freaky Todd was going to sign me and my brother. And he was like, yo, don't worry. Like, we about to do this situation. And we about to come out with this record. And then we're going to sign y'all. And, um... Freaky Ty got killed, and then we were like, damn. Because wow. that was like, he was really liking what we were doing, and he wanted to develop us. And then we was like, man, that's it. It's not going to work. And then um, 50 started moving a little bit. He was just writing for different artists, and 50 knew about our music, and he was like, you know, at the time we were signed to this other company, he was like, listen, I'm getting ready to start this thing called Gorilla Unit. Wow. Right? And this was maybe, this was, a, this is when he was writing, like, this is with the Tone and Polk days. Okay. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm getting ready to start this thing, Gorilla Unit. It's going to be me, Lloyd Banks, and Tony Yayo. Wow. And we knew all of them. Like, cause, so you were there from, like, pretty much the conception of Yeah, like, we, G-Unit. Yeah, we were there for the beginning of the mixtapes. That whole era started because, um... At the studio I worked out of with this other company, they used to come there and we recorded mixtapes. And I was the engineer. That's how I got to meet everybody in Queens. I, I helped DJ Absolute at that time. Wow. When he first started getting into um, mixtapes. And I was the engineer. Everybody knew me from Queens because of that. And um, I met everybody around those times, like Nature, 
fucking Cormega, right? Just like all of those guys. Probably Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I thought I was gonna make it. Right. And then Fifty was like, "Yo, I'm gonna do this thing, and then it's gonna be, it's gonna be me, Yayo, um, Lloyd Banks, and then I'm gonna sign you and this other guy, Shaw Money XL." Wow. And y'all going to make the beats, and we're going to do this thing, and I'm going to call it G-Unit for short. He knew exactly what he was going to do. Because <laughs> he told, he, he, he said it, like, I'm going to do this. He was like, I'm going to put this song called Wankst Out, and I'm going to go wow. at people. And I was like, man. And then I started seeing it happen. And, I, and, you know, I was still working a regular job and then doing this studio thing at, you know, as, like, part-time kind of. So I'm vacuuming a floor somewhere, <laughs> and I heard Wankster yeah, on the radio. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. it's happening. Wow. And then he got shot. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You That's, know what I'm saying? Wow. So, and then I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to be around that. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, it's just, you, you start thinking crazy things because it's like, you know, you're making stuff up in your mind. But anyway, time went by. We lost contact. And um, my brother saw Conrad, and Conrad was like, yo, um, we're looking for an engineer at the studio. You still know how to do that? You know how to work big boards, the big board? And um, I was like, he he brought me over there for, like, I thought he wanted to hear some beats. So, I, you know, I brought some beats, and he was like, yo, you know how to work, like, the big, and, you know, I'm I'm like, I'm, I was on the little Mackie, you know? I was right. on the little 32-8 right. Mackie. So... But in my mind, I was like, you can't be that different. Right. You know, so I said, yeah, yeah. What, what's this? The um, SSB? <laughs> He's like, nah, nah, we got the SSL here. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the SSL. Yeah, SSL. I know that. <laughs> and then in the other room at Daddy's house, they had the Neve. So I'm looking at, the, he brought me in there. I'm looking in there in my mind. I'm like, this is like a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit's a big motherfucker. <laughs> But I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I know it good. I know it very good. And he was like, all right, cool. And I could tell he's looking at me like, <laughs> but he gave me a chance. You know what I'm saying? He said, all right, you know, well, today we just got rid of somebody and we need somebody bad to kind of do backups and to help out with A&R and uh, to kind of like, you know, help him out. And uh, to do edits. So that's that was my end there. I was like, all right, well, because I know Pro Tools. I knew that easy. Right. And um, so I was like, all right, I, do, I could do that. And um, they was like, can you do an interview right now? I was like, yeah. I wasn't really prepared. But everything they asked me, I said, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And they hired me that day. And they actually... um. They were like, well, can you start today? I was like, yeah. And that day, I stayed there the whole night just observing. That's crazy. And, you know, that was my end at Bad Boy. For that whole first year, I didn't really talk. I just listened and kind of studied them wow. know, to see what to do. Right. But that was my end at Bad Boy, really. That was my end to the game. Right. right. From and then from there, it just I, I naturally grew from just, I guess... Um, proving yourself mm-hmm. there and, 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 and really showing them what you're capable of, everything from the studio side to then also t- tell us a little bit about like 
how you transition from okay, I'm at Bad Boy, um, I'm getting I'm getting um, these jobs to do you know studio stuff, but then transition into okay, now I'm kind of turning into this liaison where I'm mm-hmm. putting people together as an A and R, and I'm kind of like turning into this sort of A and R for Bad Boy. How, how did that? Uh, how did you transition into that? Yeah, well, what what it was for me was um. It was a turning point. Um, we were doing like making the band stuff and like this Danny Kane stuff, and and through that whole time we was doing like Black Rob second album, and um, it was just tons of projects that we were working on when Bad Boy was on Atlantic. So it was like a juggling act, and you know it was just Conrad and Harv. Like Bad Boy's A and R team was always Puff at the top. Then it was Harv and then Conrad. And, you know, they had other people that would come in, like um, this guy Slam, and then uh, Gino was around. I don't know if you know Gino. but um, And it was just always, okay, Puff needs this for this. So everybody had to kind of delegate. And me, I was on the bottom of the pole. So, you know, it was always, all right, find some producers, find some beats. We want to hear new beats. Because anytime Bad Boy does a project, the first thing Puff says is find new people. Who are the new people that, you know, let's find some new music or new producers. And then, you know, after he goes through hundreds of beats, you know, and he'll actually ask for, he'll say, give me everything. Sometimes he'll say, all right, go through it and just give me the best. And then sometimes he'll say, all right, just give me everything y'all been listening to for the past two months. Wow. So uh, and that well, must have been upwards of like yeah, so hundreds. We, yeah, it's like six, seven hundred because yeah. we're just cutting through to find something that he would like. And it's, you know, it's different music. So it's R&B, it's a little pop, it's a little rap, it's street hip hop. Then it's all types of different music. And he wants to hit, sometimes he'll just say, load my iPod up and he'll go on a weekend or something wherever he goes. And just be listening to it. And then he'll send us and say, all right, I like 34, 33, 32. And then those are the ones he'll say, find more like that. And that was kind of like how I learned to look for music for a project. Um, But for me, the transition going from, you know, just the guy in the studio is because I knew everything that we were doing. I knew every where every session file was at. I just knew everything because that was my job. Yeah. And um, the transition for me was when we were doing, it was a, like we were doing Danny Kane, Day 26, and this guy Donnie. We were doing all of that stuff at one time in Miami. And we had four weeks to do all of their albums. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he was we're, because we're, of TV. Right. Wow. And That's a crazy-ass timeline. Yeah, we had to so do three all three albums. of the albums in four weeks. Wow. And in Miami. So it's like... Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that makes it easier, but it now, definitely doesn't make it easier. Now, really quick, <laughs> rewinding back to mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said you started off DJing and producing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What was your um, what was your learning curve? What was your first piece? You know, how long did it take for you to learn how to make music and who mentored you before um, meeting anybody in the business? Before mm-hmm. all the puffies and the bad boys mm-hmm. when it's just you a, a kid hungry wanting to learn about music what was that process like for you well it was the first the first person that really showed me was my cousin he was a dj right um 
and he was one of the local DJs. He had his turntables. Like this was the first time I saw 1200s, yeah. and he had his turntables in the garage. Is where he used to keep them, and when he wasn't around, I would he would keep them not set up or anything. When he wasn't around, I would go and set it up, <laughs> plug everything in, just out of like I want to do this, and you know he would he he caught me once and said yo. You can't be messing with my stuff. <laughs> this stuff costs a lot of money because they, you know, techniques are expensive, yeah. especially even back then. Man. I mean, yeah. Back then they were crispy twelves. He had the nice uh, cases for them. And you just you by watching him, you just knew what to do. Yeah, I, I, I've always been like a person that learns by watching. Visual. In school, the teacher would teach, and I wouldn't even pay attention. Yeah, because I could learn better on my own. I've never been like the type that if you say one plus one is two, I didn't get that. I, I, one plus one is something else to me. It's like it's numbers and signs. It's not right. how you see it. But, um, yeah, it was my cousin, and he had these turntables, and I was like, man, it's just to the way he manipulated the sound. And then I got into like I wanted to cut like okay. you know he's he was like you know he plays the records, but me I'm like you go in. yeah I want to know you know I want to flash and cut, and um you know he so he started showing me how to do those things. He wasn't as good as I became, but that was the first time I really realized that I could do this too. And um you know after that it was um another person named Elo who was another local DJ who actually would let me now entertain and play music for crowds. Right. It wasn't it took me from being here in the you know in the garage to actually okay, here, yeah, all right, go ahead, skip, play a few records. Nice. And that's when I learned how to do things and to get people yeah, to control people so from you, what you, I'm doing. You would say you were a person people liked and they you were personable. Yeah, they I always liked you. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. always been like I like people, you know. I don't. I don't want people to not like me, but you can't control that, right? Because there's a lot of people that didn't like me, but I was always, you know, anybody I knew that was trying to do something, I always helped. Because even to this day, the guys that uh, the local DJs now, they stayed. They're still in Gainesville, but I taught all of them how to do how to DJ. And then there's another guy. He moved to Georgia. He's a big DJ now. And they all say, yo, man, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't know. And I never had my own equipment. To this day, I've never owned one piece of anything. So you, ne- of so my when own. you went from DJing, you went to production? Yeah, from DJing, what it was, was like. What was your first production experience? I had a, I had a four track recorder. Mm. And I used to borrow it. And I used to take my, it was my friend who showed me DJing. Because my cousin's turntables got stolen, like before <laughs> I got into making beats. Wow. Somebody broke into our house and stole them. And we all have a story like that. Yeah, like so I had a so my friend he had a recorder, a little four track recorder. His father owned all of this DJ equipment and he never used it. He wasn't into music like I was into it. And I was like, ah, right, let me borrow this. So I had a little broken turntable, two of the legs were gone. So I propped it up with like some tapes and so it would be even. And I used to just play stuff and record it into the four track. Because with that, you could, you know, you could kind of just add tracks to it. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of like my introduction into looping and making beats. And 
It was like on my own, really. And you I didn't. Never owned any gear, no drum machines, no nothing. No, nah, because wow. I, n- I never had, I never could afford that stuff. Like I grew up, wow. pff, like <laughs> we were, we we were okay, but we didn't have any money. Like even right. on the prom, like my grandmother was like, "Listen, um, you could either get this tuxedo or you could get a rental. I'll get you a car or I'll get you this tuxedo." And of course, me. I said, I'll take the tuxedo. No, I said, I'll take the car. Okay. <laughs> I took the car so I could ride around town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real. But that was like my introduction. I never really had anybody that sat me down and showed me how to do something. It was kind of like I watched how other people did it, and I did it my own way. Wow. wow. So, so when you guys were doing the, the stuff for all, like, the, the remix stuff, mm-hmm. like, what type of stuff were you guys using for that, like? Just everything that was in the studio, or you were at, you know, some homie's house, or what exactly happened during that time? For when, when, when you got, you said uh, you were working on remix stuff for. Uh, oh yeah, with um, well, that was when I was working with this company, um, this label that I was signed to, the independent label, right? And um, he had equipment. He he had a basement uh, with a studio in it. So I would go there to, to you know, that's where I was meeting people with engineering. Because for him, I was signed as a, as a producer, mm-hmm. and he also had a recording studio. So I would be, you know, the engineer, and they would do outside sessions there. So it was kind of like he was giving me a job as well as, you know, giving me an opportunity to be a producer. Dope. So Dope. that's where I was, you know. But at home, it was like, you know, it was like a room like this. You know, I didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. I just had, like, you know, a CD player. Most cats didn't. You know, I mean, the, the phenomenon of home studios, you know, is, is wasn't yeah. happening back then. I mean, yeah, no. you either went in the studio, I mean, or knew somebody that owned the MPC and made that person your friend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's just that, that popular quote where it says, you know, it's not about what you have, it's about what you do with what you have right. yeah, to be able to to uh, help you get what you want and get what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like, you know, the perfect example is like Fruity Loops, like that whole era mm-hmm. when like Fruity Loops was a new thing and it was like, all right, like I can download this program for free or buy it for $100 and like use my mouse and start clicking shit and make beats. You know what I mean? No, and no. There's a gift and a curse with that, but, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, now, now <laughs> Skid and I were talking before we got on the air. And he was chiming in on Fruity Loops. Right. You want to tell them what we were talking about? Yeah. What well, <laughs> I was. This was my. This is my take on Fruity Loops. That's what. He, yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people. Well, anybody that knows me knows I go with I stand at a lot to different states, and you know I judge. Yeah, shout out to Hatch and Don and all them. Definitely, and I'm 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 usually a judge for producer battles, and I've seen tons of producers within that. And then, you know, I also get tons of beats when I'm looking for stuff because, you know, now it's not just, you know, as an A&R, you don't just look for stuff for where you work. You know, it's kind of like you're friends with other guys and you hang out and then they're like, yo, well, I'm working on this. So you kind of start looking for stuff for them, too. Um, but me, I hear a lot of beats and so many producers have a similar sound. And to me, I call it the Lex Luger sound, you know, yep. and yep. or even you know, Drama Boy. What happened to Lex? Which is though? a little different, but I don't know. But yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but we were talking. He, he was saying, he said, the software is making the tracks now. Yeah, I, I, this is what I did. Yeah, I said, to me, I said, the, so, the software is kind of the producer. The producer. Right. And the person is the tool instead of where, you know, you get on an MP and the MP is the tool. That's very interesting because I, I really agree with, 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 with that statement. Um, I feel like that's happening more and more lately because now it's like you're not, you're not getting um, a unique groove from somebody. Mm-hmm. Like back then when it was hardware, when you were more hands-on doing things. And I'm not saying that it's bad to point and click because yeah. a lot of people do that and make some really good stuff. But, you know, you're talking about like, you know, being completely quantized mm-hmm. with the grid. You're on the grid. And then you have like these 16, you know, 32 count, 64 count hi-hats yeah. where they're just pretty much holding a button down and you're <laughs> hearing it. You know what I mean? So it's like now it's like starting to turn into, okay, now the machine is doing well, the work for me. Well, a I, I, too much. I agree and I disagree. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's about choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Learn your software, learn your gear, True. learn how to use it. They're cats. I mean, what Skid was saying was most of the guys that he heard that sound the same were using Fruity Loops. That, yeah. was, that was his analogy. His analogy was, I see that when I'm listening to tracks, that Fruity Loop, most of the guys that you know were mimicking, mm-hmm. mimicking the Lexus or whatever, they were using Fruity Loops. But in terms of like, you know, the software being the producer... That's because whoever's making that track, they're choosing to let the software control them. Sure. I mean, I could use the Renaissance. Sean could use the Renaissance. We're going to come up with two completely different songs. Sure. You know, That's and, true. And if you're a producer and you're creating and you want to sound like someone else, then how, the passion for music, it, 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 it's not there. Right. And then we're talking about why you're doing music, too. Are you yeah. doing it to be popular? Say, yo, nigga, I make beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I use food loops. I got the MP. I got the machine. I got everything. Nigga, right. everybody I makes beats. I got everything. Beats. Right. Everybody, Every, everybody wants to make beats. <laughs> so you're going to get the guys that want the wannabes, and then you're going to get the guys that can sit there in front right. of the Fruity Loops. And, I mean, look look at Willie B. You know, yeah. you listen to his stuff. It sounds like he's using an MPC-60 or SP-1200. Yeah. He's using Fruity Loops. Right. His shit sounds so warm and so crazy. I would never think he was using Fruity Loops. Yeah, but right. see, I, and he's creative than a motherfucker. I don't know. I swear, I've gotten to a point where I can tell what people use. I can tell between Fruity Loops. I can tell Reason. I can tell if it's Logic. I can tell if it's an outboard piece of gear. Cause, I cause, can cause hear not, it. You know why? Because they're not using the tools the way they're meant to be used. Right. Yeah. So you know, with the but MP, that's why I feel MP, like they need with the education. MP, with the M- well, right. that's why you know. we're here. Yeah. You know I, I, I think yeah. what y'all do is great. Yeah. I think exactly. it's amazing. Well, so, so speaking of that, so like, what when you when you listen to uh, beat submissions from producers, like, what are what are some of the like key things that that like automatically turn you on about something, or like automatically turn you off about something? Because everyone's got a different ear, but like just from your perspective, because you consume so many different kinds of music. What what are those things that you kind of like look for when you hear beats? Um, to me, it's all in like the first thirty seconds. Right. It's the intro, and then what you do after that is kind of really what determines if it's hot or not. Because usually, like, you hear that beginning, and then you like, oh, I love it. And then sometimes it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes it's like, oh, the drums come in, but then I'm like, oh, it's Fruity Loops. 
Wow. And then I'm like, all right, let me see. And then now I hit is that that 808, which is like a it's like a wide 808 that's like long that doesn't stop. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's definitely Fruity Loops because you can't make that sound. You can't really make that sound on certain equipment. Do you think right. that's like a personal pet peeve? Um, It doesn't bother me so much anymore because I've been dealing with a lot of independent acts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the guys, they want what's popular. And so sometimes with right. me, it's different things. I'm not just stuck in a box where, okay, it's just because it sounds like this, I don't like it. So sometimes for me, like you said, what makes it stand out is the uniqueness. And sometimes the uniqueness is something that I heard years ago. But it's like, oh, this, you know, and then I, you know, I look into people and say, all right, well, who made it? How old are you? And, you know, some of these sounds like what you playing, like you'll hear stuff like that now. And the guys are young. They're like 21, right? you know, 22 years old making stuff like, you know, we grew up off of. Right. And to me, that's good music now because yeah. no one's really making it and it has a place. And then I like some of the new stuff that's like just kind of digital, quote unquote, right. without samples. But I just think it has to be a unique sound. It has to be clear. Um, and the mix needs to be right because I think that's the job of a producer to make your sound your sound. And if I have to yeah. tell you what to do to it, now it's a little bit of both of our sounds. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. uh, you're educating too. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys don't know. They don't know a skit until they get in front of you and they're like, "Oh, is this what it is?" Mm-hmm. You know, because they're yeah. surrounding themselves around the same people doing the same thing. Yeah. So they think that that's what it is until you tell them. Right. You know. So well, I mean, I think it's dope that you're that you're sharing because. No, I love I love to share. If they don't know, I mean, I love to share. But at the end of the day, just from what I've learned is sometimes it's you have to figure it out because my whole life, my whole thing, no one was really telling me what's good and what's not good. It was a process of learning. Yeah, but that goes back to what we were talking about about culture and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. True. Okay, you had people mentoring you who had the the information that you needed then. Mm -hmm. Okay, nowadays, I mean, a kid that doesn't have people around them with that information, they learn it from YouTube. So they're they're mimicking and repeating what they're learning from YouTube as opposed to having an ill mind that they could sit down and have a conversation with, you know, which which I wanted to touch. Yeah, now it's possible. Now it's possible for $100 every half hour, (laughs) one-on-one consultation. No, but what he's doing, what he's doing, and, and you know, I'm going to, you know, chime on that and and bite that too. You know, I'm going to be doing the one-on-ones. I think we all should do some kind of one-on-one with our specialties. Yeah. You know, and then having someone who can tell you the truth and then you got cats you can't tell the truth to. Right. Yeah. See, my, they, my they thing is this. It. My thing is this. Just being on the other side of the, f- of the fence, you know, being a producer who's, mm-hmm. you know, submitting records and trying to find out who's working and, like, how cool could I vibe with and everything. And, like, my approach since day one has always been, all right, like, if I'm targeting a certain artist and I know I have a good pipeline into submitting music to that artist, Pause. I'm going to try a pipeline. Pause. Yeah. Oh, no. I guess yeah. so. Into the yeah. artist. Into the artist? Damn, that was a pause. Yeah, that was a major pause. <laughs> yo, my pauses are default. This is my show, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> yo, so like, I- I'm saying like, my approach with that would be, you know, um, I would rather create 
something that I like first right. mm. and kind of be like, okay, right. I want to I give him ill mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to like, okay, let me listen to this artist record uh, last couple albums and like try to mimic something. No, like I want to... I, I like to approach it in a way where I'm I'm doing what I love to do and what I consider is good, and then maybe you know get to a point where all right maybe this artist actually vibes where I'm coming from, and then but that's see, where the magic starts. I think it's important that you say that to people because when you're dealing with producers, um, you know like like new guys who've never had a placement or work right. in that capacity, you know people ask me what are you working on, and sometimes. I don't want to tell them what I'm working on because because that's we'll what, because what they do is what? the first thing they do is go and listen Listening to what to people already shit. did. Yeah. And I always tell people that okay. th- even the the record you hear on the radio is old. Yeah. So if you're listening to that stuff and sending me that, then I definitely can't now, give skip, it to keep somebody. It, keep it 100. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If a, if a dude came to you and gave you something that was really off kilter and it didn't sound like what the the record or the project you're working on, and, and if it doesn't sound like that particular sound, you are you gonna really fuck with it? If it's hot, if it's hot, Yo, exactly. I, I will tell that's you it, though, it, that's really all, what Stoney's saying makes a good point because a lot of times you'll hear A and R say we're looking for something creative and original, yeah, and then you come and with then your they'll bring right. the same producers making the same <laughs> yeah. type of music. I think that's yeah. just the, the same type artist. Like, true. That's just true. the nature of how how certain A and Rs move. I'm sure you know this. Yeah. Like right. A and Rs like to work in different ways. Some A and Rs will come to you and give it to you straight and dry. Like we're looking for right. Black and Yellow Part Two. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. But this, is, this is the thing about this is the thing about a uh, and R. Like a uh, and R only is is limited within their power. Yeah, right. you right. know. And sometimes some A and Rs won't say that. Right. But you still your job is to find music that sounds good. Right. Now, out of the music that you've compiled that sounds good somebody from else. all of these people, now somebody else has to go through that now and who, make now decisions. Now, who's that somebody else? For right. people who are listening, I mean, we all know right. what it is. For somebody who's listening, they meet you. Right. And they play you their joints, and you go, you know what? I love this. Let me take it to the next level. What does that mean for the people that are That's listening? That's usually the executive producer of okay. the album. Because the executive producer's job is to kind of you know, make an album that has a scope of whatever the vision is for the artist. So, you know, everyone comes together and says, okay, you know, this is the artist, like, you know, and we need music like this for that kind of artist. So it's fair to say, you know, because a lot of producers don't know that it's, it's a collective of people yeah, that make definitely. that final decision yeah. on your track. Yeah, sometimes yeah. even like, a, you know, like an Atlantic, it's like, you know, you might have Mike Karen finding the music, who's right. the guy that's way up here. Right. And then he has his other little guys mm-hmm. who are giving him stuff. But then he might have his... I've seen him put his own email out and say, send me music. So it's it's always a group process. But an A&R is a good person to have a relationship with right, to start. because right, right. as as more projects come, it's like, okay, at least he can give you that. Because you're not going to talk to Harv. None of these guys are going to talk, unless right. it's somebody that Harv knows. Yeah. But Shout out to Harv. Yeah, shout out to Harv. Like, I sat next to Harv for eight years. And Harv would... Harv is dead ass serious. Yeah, like. he's always serious. <laughs> and he would say, Skid, you listen to this. Or he'll say... Or I've seen Harv. Harv goes through his own email and downloads his own music 
and makes his own list of people that he knows. And then it'll be stuff he's listening to that I never heard. And then it's like, and then he'll say, all right, Skid, you got any stuff? Or give me some stuff. So it's kind of like a, it's a collective. And the same thing with Puff. Puff will come in and give a CD and say, check these out. Or, yo, take number three off of this CD. I want that for this. And meanwhile, I'm looking for 500 beats. And he comes in with one CD and says, yeah, I like number four. And it's like... Wow, it's completely See, different. That, that's a good point yeah. because totally I think I think, yeah. I think one one thing that a lot of people don't get to see is what is the um, the the beat choosing process when it comes to albums, and there's so many factors that come into play. So for, with your experience, kid, you know how many how many how often have you seen um, situations where okay, you have an artist working on an album, and it's like you know the artist is sort of determining okay, I like this, you know, I want to use this or that I don't want to use, you know, and, and sort of the artist is be, being that that person that has the ultimate say in, all right, I want to use this track or not use this track. On, or on the flip side, you have, you know, most of the A&Rs and the managers sort of determining uh, what to use and what not to use. I mean, what I know there's kind of like a line there, you know, do you see it more going towards the artist now becoming more of the the person who chooses the tracks or is it a combination of both yeah i'm um what i've noticed is um like over the past few years the artist has had a lot to do with their own sound and um you know and then you know the the a&r becomes an administrative role as far as you know closing the deal and nurturing the relationship and and kind of you know just making sure things go the way they need to go and also managers I've seen now a lot over the past few years. Managers coming in with music and saying, yo, write to this or check this producer out. And you know, it's different people now. It's not just, you know, as it was a point where the A&R collects the music and, you know, and gives it out to the artist and says, okay, well, here's five joints right to these. But now it's a lot. It's like, you know, even French Montana. Because um, I came in when that was happening or i left or when that was happening and the mgks and you know these guys we're in a social time now so these guys are all viral they're putting out their own email addresses and they're in the studio going through their stuff and it's different from how like an anr does it because an anr is like nah i gotta be hotter i gotta find that one that's crazy but these guys they put their email address up and go to there and then be in the studio. Yo, in the studio live, send me some beats. And they'll listen to 10 beats and take two and start writing to one of them right now. So right. let me ask, do you think right. that that has helped the sound of these guys' records or has it hurt it? I think that it's a little of both because you don't have a person that's just there's really... No, you're saying there's no objective? It, it's just let's make a hot song as opposed to right, an overall that. album. Because I used to have this conversation with D-Dot a lot. And D-Dot was the one who did a lot of the good albums, like the Biggie albums and the the, the albums that were good from Bad Boy. And um, we used to have that talk a lot. Like, you know, why don't we have good, consistent albums just in general in the game with interludes and intros and the outro and it's because of the role of the artist now. 
because you know we used to talk about biggie and how he used to record and you know they would be like all of those skits and stuff with them just in there bugging out coming up with a concept like ah oh, yeah let's have a girl come in here act like she's doing this and we're gonna put it on there and then you start laughing and it was them right but now the artist is just so focused on making a hit record that it loses the person that's looking down at the overall thing the and saying yeah okay let's put number four here gotcha you know what i'm saying yeah right. so, so, so let me so let me ask you guys this you know anybody can answer this one you know you 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 get what you pay for you know right. and uh during the shows we talked a lot about cats not you know just getting tracks mm-hmm. and producers you know taking L's just to make it on a particular project. Yeah. Do you think that because you know guys are getting free tracks from producers that are super hungry and just want to be on a project that they they're using those tracks just because or like what 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 is your take? You on mean it? just you because they're free? Yeah. I think I'm they sh- like the music. Yeah, I think the artists. You think it's the it. music they like, or do you yeah. think, or do you think they like the fact that they can, yeah. they have control over the production? No, I, I, th- I don't or think, I don't think most artists go out there. Oh, this is a free track, so let me just rap over. No, it. I don't mean it like that. I'm not trying to say it like that. But what I'm saying is, you know, we talk about, you know, on the show, we talk about publishing. We talk about, you know, uh, getting your first placement and all this stuff, and taking an L just to get on that project. Yeah. You know. Not having the A and R oversee or somebody overseeing a manager overseeing the project, do you feel because it's just that easy to get the tracks that the quality they've lost the quality? I, I I do think the quality suffers, but I think we're in a different time where people are listening to music different on different. Everybody's headphones are boosted with you know equal, even these little things I have sound like mm. you know I hear the bass like. In these, and I'm like, these are little buds, right. but you know, they're structurally, you know, making the music sound different. So, I don't think that the consumer knows the difference. And if the artist says, This is my new record, mm-hmm. and the radio and all of these other forms of media play it, then you're convinced that it sounds good. Right. But you know, when you listen to music now and other music, it's all louder now. Yeah, everything is loud. It's it's you can hardly hear the mix is good. It's just louder. So the consumer doesn't know because they're not listening to older music. They're only listening to you know pop what music. you know, That's and especially funny. pop music. It's all loud. Oh, it's pancake. It's funny because yeah, Evil D was in here last week and he brought that up in terms of depth of music and the old music, and now it's just like loud. That's it. Yeah, it's just turn it up, turn yeah. it up, turn it up. Right. And then in the club, it's like, it's club music. What's your... I'm sorry, Sean. Half of these tracks end up on like a mixtape that, you know, gets downloaded for free. And yeah. mixtape game, they don't care about anything, it no, seems they like. Care. <laughs> they could care <Yeah>. less. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Exactly. Um, what's your, Skid, what's your opinion on um, albums created via one producer or one group of people as opposed to kind of randomly crapshooting beat submissions to create an album? What do you favor? What do you think is more effective? And what do you think uh, creates a better product? Uh, I love when it's... I I, I wish more artists would just have, like, one producer do 
like the body of work or you know at least two set the tone yeah it gives it a you know it gives it a tone um when it's so many different people i think you end up sounding like other people because it's like you have a beat like this person or and no i don't i've I've never been an advocate of just because this producer's hot let's mess with them because it's like you know okay it's gonna sound like that and you know if your record sounds like that then how will you get a chance to have a record that could possibly be a huge record right you know because at some point it's gonna cap because it was huge for that person that already did it so it's not gonna go too much further because you know it's like it's already been done it's been done but i love i I love when you know i think music is gonna go to you know like a you know produced by ill mind you know what i'm saying and i I, i'm actually an advocate of that you know i always try to say especially with new new artists who aren't signed you know it's like i'm like yo it's beats like why do you have to have so many different producers Right. Like, yo, just make some records with this producer. Now make another mixtape with another producer. So at least you have a body of work that speaks. Right. And uh, Action Bronson's a good example of oh, someone man. doing that. That you know, guy's crazy. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, and But one, I would say one exception to the rule mm-hmm. that was definitely uh, a and the traditional way, was uh, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Kendrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that was like, you know, Manny and Tunji and all those guys, like, really, really, and whoever else was involved, and Kendrick included. I mean, that was that just was a great album. Awesome album and just so smart and the sync, like, it was just, it was just, they hit it. But and they it, took it. their time with it. Yeah. And Do it's you? funny because his engineer, it was on the uh, uh, Dave Pensado uh, mm. show. Nice. Yeah. Dave and, is uh, crazy. and he was saying how he did Kendrick stuff. From the beginning. Right. You know, and Dave Pensado was like, wow, I just thought that it was amazing that Kendrick kept him. For sure. All the way through the entire process, even when they got with Dre, and J- Dre chimed in and gave him pointers. You know, you you know, if they go to the, the blog, they'll see the video yeah. up there. But I just thought it was dope that he kept the, his original dude that yeah, understood right. his music, understood his sound. And even though he was with Dre, he still brought him and gave him the, the window, like, this is what we were doing. Where do we take this now? Exactly. You know? But I think a lot of the greatest artists are like that, you know, because even, like, the Jays with, you know, Guru. Yeah, yeah like you got to keep your peoples around, man. Yeah, because they, the, they the know ones you. That know. Yeah. And even, you know, with Puff, he has... Puff always had one engineer that he works with. Like, it was um, this guy, Vic, and now he's, he has Matt, Matty Rich, who knows how to have his mic set who knows what kind of EQ. So it's like, you know, you got to have your people that know what you, you know, or know what to give for you, you know. Right. Right. Okay. Eric, you were going to say something? I, I was going to say, do you think that the cohesion is, is important these days considering people, I mean, everyone just throws their favorite songs on their, their iPod. And it's, yeah. you know, it used to be like you'd listen to the whole album through. Yeah. Do you think that that's, that's kind of affected the way that they true. look at bringing in producers? Yeah, well, I think that is is important what you said. You know, people are making their own playlists, and they're going to like what they like. And, they, you know, I don't think that people are concerned with um, a whole consistent album. Because the listener, the first place, the first place people are listening to music is iTunes preview. Right. 
And if they don't like those first little bit, they're not getting that whole album. And we know that because albums aren't selling. Right. But we know singles are selling. So people are just getting the record they like, and that's it. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I think that for a label, I think it would be cheaper to, you know, use one producer or two producers to do a project because it's, it's like a, you know, you do a deal. Right. You know, because if I had to get Timbaland, Illmind, and Kanye, and all of these people, Timbaland might want 70K all in, and Kanye might want 200,000. It's like all of these different things when I could just do a deal with him. He has tons of music. Right. I know he has tons of music. And if he doesn't have what we need, I know he can make it in a few weeks. But. It's a lot of politics in the game, yeah, and it's a lot of people. A getting, lot of a lot of pub deals to fulfill. Yeah, it's I a think, lot of people think, getting that two three percent. Yeah, from see, I might say too much. Uh, see? All, I mean, those nah, pool, those, those pool, this is the platform to no, say. No, no, what's, yeah, what's this two three percent you talking about? Let me know. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's like you know, I'm not saying me, but sometimes there's deals that people do with people. So that you know things can happen, and it's like you know, say, say it, man. Things what? No, it's just I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's like you know. All right, listen, I'm gonna get you this placement. Yeah. What are you gonna do for me? Right. And sometimes it's not a question for a new producer. It's it's, it's a statement. Statement. Right. This is what you need to do, to get on or you know, let's do this. So yeah. it's like you know, because that's the real estate in this business. Yeah. Pub. And sometimes it's not that it's a dirty move. It's not always a necessarily a dirty move. Sometimes it's a agreement. You know, right. I mean, what's what's dope right. about that statement is that, I mean, it's so honest. First of all, but second of so all, honest. it's like you've got a family to feed. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's like people who are producing, who are coming up, who you know, there's a lot of people who don't really take it seriously. But if they become a star, it'd be dope. <laughs> but they look at you like everyone else. It's it's a it's a hobby for too because it is for them. Yeah. They got to realize this is your livelihood. Yeah, and and, I, and I'm not saying that that happens. I don't know people that do that. Oh oh, I know, but I've right. heard about <laughs> it. Yeah. Before. It definitely yeah. happens. Yeah. I, but 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 again, I'm glad you brought that up, Eric, because uh, you know everyone's got to eat. You know, I mean, yeah. if if you're if you're gonna act as a as a liaison to create a transaction that that producer never would have had a chance at fulfilling then you know you deserve some kind of compensation for that and, and it's like you said skid you know it's it's all situation based and it's just about that agreement and and if everyone's happy isn't that 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 should be the point right if everyone's happy with the what went down then sure. i don't see anything wrong with it and it's money sometimes that a producer doesn't even see anyway it's kind of like sometimes it could be well you know i'm, I'm into management so part of what i'm saying is kind of based upon what I do with my um, clients, and sometimes it's like, all right, well, I don't have anything to do with this, but this other stuff that you know keeps going based upon how it does, you know, just make sure we have an agreement with that. And it's like, you know, you, they don't see that, you know, but it's you know being upfront and being honest with people and saying, you know, hey, listen, you know, you're good, you're the artist, you're the producer i made sure you're good so just make sure that i'm good and i'm going to continue to make sure you're good and we'll never be bad okay but as a (laughs) let's play let's play devil's advocate right 
<laughs> as a manager, you ma you manage producers or artists? Well, I'm, I'm just getting what you know. I'm just getting into managing Mario Winans. Okay. And um, you this just... would be something new for me. I'm okay. just getting into it. I have a writer also named Dahlia Anderson. Okay. And um, but I have done deals with indie producers and indie artists. You know, kind of like a liaison. So my question is, you man, if you manage a producer. You know, and uh, you, you're getting a percentage mm -hmm. for management, correct? Yeah. Whether it's 15%, 20%. Why would then that manager or the deal, why would they need publishing on top of that? Well, sometimes it's about the length of what you guys are going into. Okay. It might be a situation where, you know, if you're doing something with someone for like a one year, then it's kind of like, all right, I'm doing a lot of the work. I'm the person that's making it happen. And you get your percentage as a manager. Yeah. But you want publishing as well. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what labels do. You know, we have 360s now because right. Right. there's not okay. enough money. You know, so, you know, whereas if a producer was getting $10,000 six years ago, they might be getting $4,000 now, but they get their back in. Right. So it's kind of like it's not taking yeah. more it's allocating. kind of taking yes allocating no, no, where I don't think it's it goes taking, i'm just saying you know so that people who are listening can yeah. understand because yeah. producers are going to bump into managers that are going to say look this is my percentage for managing you but then they're going to get hit with the publishing thing but so not them, every so, but, but but for the ones who do for yeah. them to really be clear and understand what you're saying that those are two very separate things yeah it's definitely two separate things and is something that you should be knowledgeable about. Right. You know, sometimes you have a manager that will explain it to you, and so you understand. Right. But that's where you need to have an attorney. Also, this is right. this yeah. goes along with you know some of the basics of what some of these people need to learn. Your attorney should be helping you with that. And yeah. if you're not aware, then you know your manager should be advising you to have this attorney or an right. attorney, some attorney that can say, okay. Yes, this is a good deal for you, my client. You know and get an attorney yeah. that's not friends with your manager. Yeah, no, you don't want... Oh, yeah, you no. don't want that. No, it's not a good idea. Be clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of do's and don'ts in this yeah. industry. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a crash course. Like, you know, people, doctors, people that choose different careers, if you're a doctor, you have to go to school and learn how to be a surgeon. You have to learn all these different things. Yeah. It's the same thing with this music business. It's, yeah. And it's so many twists and turns. Like, I, this is the way it was told to me. You're going to get fucked. Right. You just got to know that. <laughs> you got to hope that yeah. the person uses grease. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how it was told to me. And, you know, it happened to me. So not literally. But, yeah, no, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like then you learn, like, oh, exactly. shit. It's just it's just a, uh, uh, a human nature. I mean, it's it's like the the chances of it happening. It's it's event. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's like having. It's like buying a new MacBook. I mean, like this shit's gonna crash eventually. Yeah, like yeah. it's gonna die on me. I don't. It could be six months from now. It could be two years from now. It could be five years from now. Eventually, I'm gonna have to get a new joint. You yeah, know but what I'm that's the thing with me. I since I've been through those things, the people that are, like what I do a lot, you know, with, between Twitter and the place I go and seminars i talk to people about just i give them the honest 
in little statements and and I'm I'm real with people so that they can know okay I don't need to do that. I don't need to jerk you. I'm not interested in jerking you because we're in a time where if I was to jerk any of you in this room, you all can tell everyone. And then everyone will know that I jerk people. Right. So I can't afford to do that because I'm trying to build a brand. And, like, there's a lot of people that are, you know, you, that, that are, are like that. You know, They're, everybody's not out to jerk people. You know? Yeah. Right. You and that's a perfect segue. Let's talk about what you're doing now. Um you know you're 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 doing a lot for the for the producer community and also just you know creating your own brand um tell us about what you have now you know the song mover stuff and mm -hmm. the showcases that you're doing and the consultation and stuff and skid row more importantly yeah, yeah um, exactly what? which is a dope ass uh, uh name yeah right oh, yeah. Yeah. That shit is hot. <laughs> i saw i saw it on your twitter i was like yeah skid row that shit is thank that's you, dope man. thank you i appreciate that yeah. um i'm doing a few different things um I, I, you know, I was I haven't been with Bad Boy since 2011, and since then I kind of, you know, when you work for a record label, you depend on that record label for all types of things, like because that's how you learn to meet people and that's how people know you, and for that year, for the past like year, I had to figure out what is it that I'm gonna do. You know, am I gonna try to get another job at a record label, or do I need to just try to do my own thing? And, um, you know, through those years, I was building and letting people know that, you know, with the producer community, you know, do this, do that. These are the things that could help you. And through that, it, it, it let me, you know, want to start my own company, which Skids Row was born. And what Skids Row is, is, is an entertainment company, which um, is a mix of, you know, Web 2.0, different things. And um, some of the things with that, is um it's also a part of it is educational and um because I want to be able to show people the the things that they're doing wrong um so that they can grow because I think that you know over the next few years if we change what people are doing wrong then we'll get more good people into the game to do different things to change it nice. and um you know with me I you know I'm getting into management um I'm just filling my plate up right now I'm I'm, I'm I'm starting a, a record label, which is going to be a digital label. I don't really want to do physical product. I would do, if I do do physical product, it's going to be kind of just something at shows. Limited run type shit. Yeah, some yeah, or you know maybe you can order it from, um, from the artist site. Right, right. And I, in my vision, I, I want to be able to just do singles, and um, I don't want to be locked into a specific genre. I want to do whatever whatever is interesting to or whatever has a fan base you know so it could be a any type of artist because i'm just doing singles um it's not going to cost me what it costs a record a major record label um to to do and um you know with that i'm doing um you know i'm looking for acts and really it's indie acts that you know don't have um the promotion but, you know, they have a good record that, you know, maybe 10,000 people like it. I'm not really looking to start out to sell a million records on an artist. You know, I really want to do niche fan base. You know, you have 10,000 people. Okay, let's sell 5,000 records to them. Right. You know, and then I can do, I can put out 30 records a year if I wanted to. 
And I really just want to break the mold of what people say you have to do. You, you, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in rules. I always broke rules. And, you know, I want to do that with music. I, you know, people say, oh, you got to do it like this. You got to put the record on the radio. You got to. I don't believe that because with yeah. a lot of people, I've been doing things that you wouldn't traditionally do. And it works for them. Yeah. And there's so many examples nowadays. I yeah. mean, you have, you know, Macklemore. You have uh, Hoodie Allen, my man Hoodie Allen. You know, so many people that are just breaking the rules. Yeah, they're doing what they want to do. And yeah. I think that's where the music business is at and where it's going because it's not going back to what it was. Never. It's not going to do that. Yeah. So we have to find where it's going to go. And more importantly, us, those of us who you know are doing these things that we do, we have to be the ones to change what it's going to do. Yeah. So okay. that's what Skids Row is about. Um, and How I'm, can people get at you if they're interested in inquiring with you? Uh, to, you know, Twitter is, you can always hit me there, at Senator Skid. Um, I'm, getting, you know, I'm in the process of building um, my own website. Um, and then this other website that I've worked with is called Song Movers. And that was basically born out of, when I used to put my email address out, which I haven't done in probably, I don't know, maybe two years. But when I used to put my email address out, I would just get tons of music and it would just be full in like three hours. And then I have to make another one, Skids point two. Skids I point know a couple three. of people who do that. Like Sarah J, my homegirl, Beats yeah. for Sarah 2, Beats for Sarah 3. Yep. So I just, and then with that, it's like, it's it's this process with Gmail where you have to click play, then you got to close it. If you want it, you download it. Then you gotta close it. Then you gotta click the yeah, next one. Yeah, they don't make it easy for us, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't take it. So, <laughs> a friend of mine um, named Antoine, he was like making a site for A and R's, and you know, me and him went back and forth and developed this thing where you have to submit a zip file, and there's criteria. You have to put your name, you have to put your email address, you have to put your phone number, the name of the beat. You have to put all of these things or it won't accept the beat. And um, and then on my side, it's like I can put, all right, I need up-tempo, I need hip-hop, I need New York hip-hop, I need down south, so I need demos. So when people are submitting, if you have demos you want me to hear, submit your demos here. And then on my side, it's just a player. So I can select the hard beats or the, you know, and and I can just click through my player instead of having to. That's dope. So it's just it play, That's really play next, easy. and then I, you know, it's just download or delete. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying. Exactly. I want to get that around the industry a little bit internally. Something yeah. for A and R's to help them out, and or anyone who's looking for music. It could be an artist. Or anyone because Flap it, on the radio. Yeah, it's yeah, it. we, yeah, might we definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make y'all. I promise, I'm gonna sit y'all <laughs> yeah, up with one. That would be, so oh, be amazing. Yeah, I promise, I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna get y'all one. <laughs> and um, it just it simplifies everything. And it's like for me now, it's like that's my database because I don't have to download it on my computer. I can listen on my phone, and it's just it's there. So when people say, "Yo, I need some beats," like such and such then I just go there and I'd let them just click through see which one you like and download and now I know it's new people because that's really where I promote it so it's not gonna be like oh this beat is from I can't give you this right it's gonna be somebody who's like all right well yeah let's do a deal and am I it's gonna be a cheap deal 
So I think it could work at you know if I you know really get it moving right and um you know like and then I'm doing this thing called Are You Ready, which is for artists to kind of yeah. I, I saw you. Uh, did you have you started it yet or yeah? I actually today we sold all of our um, spots. We sold them out. Dope. So it's January 26th, and it's kind of like a it's like. You know, from doing showcases, you go to these things, and then it's a crowd, and everybody's drunk, and you know, it's. I wanted to do something where people could come to and and really get an honest critique. That is really the attention is a hundred percent on the artist. Yeah, and they can come. They're gonna perform, and I'm gonna have. Um, it's gonna be myself. I'm gonna have a few other A and Rs. I'm gonna have an attorney there. I'm gonna have. Uh, someone from ASCAP. I'm going to have some engineers there. I'm going to rotate people. So it's like if you're performing here, I'm going to have an engineer to tell you how your sound is. I'm going to have an attorney to tell you what you need to do to move forward. I'm going to have someone from ASCAP to tell you how to protect your music and how to sell it and how to license it. and One-stop yeah. shop. Yeah, it's like a one-stop shop. where, And I'm only going to do a few people, like 12 people, yeah. So it's not this big thing. And, you know, because I support all of the other showcases. Well, not all of them, because some people are doing some dirty stuff. Yeah. But there's people that I support, you know, and um, it's nothing like what they're doing, because I don't believe in competition. Right. I'm not competing with anyone. I'm just doing something different. It's kind of like after you do those things, now come to this. Right. 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 You know, and, and that's you know? great, because... It, you you don't really get an opportunity to uh you know uh give back in such a way where it's effective in that way mm-hmm. you know so um i i support that 100 100% so we're over time we're always over time we're always over time we can be always here for, for another hour but um man skid any uh any last plugs um, um man that you want you want to plug in let these people know um I think pay attention to the Twitter because I'm I'm like in a process of really, you know, getting my website established so I can have one place where people can go to see everything, and um, it's growing. Like everything is working good. Um, it's all positive. Um, it's 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 all about you know giving people, you know, the things that they've been looking for. You know, they don't have to look anymore. We are here. Yeah, so Skid, man, you're definitely um, an asset to to the game, man, and and I love that you're giving back and you're you're controlling the madness in a way where you can really, really help people. And and like you said, man, um, you know, it, it really at the end of the day, it's just I, I think it's persistence, you know, with with people and, and producers specifically. You know, we we preach that all the time at the show, but um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's important for producers out there to know that there's guys like you and companies like Skids Row to be able to invest in to help nurture their career. And this this is all new. This hasn't been done before in the history of the industry. You know, you have all these independent services popping up here and there, and, and yeah. you got you guys got to do your research and utilize a lot of that stuff. I um, just want to say I love what y'all doing. Like, I was at one of the shows. I had a great time. Dope. Um, you know, I love this, this interview. I really appreciate it, and I, I, you know, I'm glad that you guys – um, welcome me up here. I really yeah. appreciate it. My homie sure. right here. Hell yeah, man. Give it up. I have a pause for Skid. I actually invited uh, I invited Kev. Thompson. Oh, where? Okay. I talked to him earlier today. I was like, yo, Skid's coming. He's like, yo, I'm going to try to come. He's like, yo, I'm at the crib. So, Kev, man, you sold out on us. Yeah, man. <laughs> just want to let you know, bro. Yeah, wifey time. That's it's it. wifey time. Oh, shit. So, on that note, Black on the Radio, Black, we wrapped. Black, Black.
Skid, thank you, brother. Thank you for oh, everybody man, who it. participated in Black or Crap. Next week, 10 p.m. Send us your hot shit. Clap on the radio at Gmail. Peace. Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well that everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black.